Hey everyone, and welcome back, or for the first time, to Explore Your Roots. This is the Who Is series, where we go over the life of an ancestor of mine, and maybe yours too. And today's episode, we are going to highlight an Amelia Wilhelmina Orling. Amelia was a very strong and capable person who touched many lives, so tune in to learn more about her life and legacy. Okay, before I jump in, I just want to invite you all to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, and go give our website a look, exploreyourroots.org. We have a lot of fun and interesting content and ideas to share, including new videos, short and fun articles, and more. So go give us a look. So in research for this episode, I read a lot about Amelia and her life on Family Search, and I also asked my mom about stories she had heard about her, and I even talked to my grandpa a bit, who actually got to meet Amelia in person. To begin, Amelia is my second great-grandmother on my mom's side of the family, and my relationship to her begins with me, then goes to my mom, then my grandpa Aegon, then his father John, then his mother is Amelia, who is the topic of this episode today. Amelia's life began on January 24, 1863, when she was born to Carl Johann Johansson Orling and Christina Levisa Valer in Adelso, Sweden, located in Stockholm County. She was the last of five children born. I know usually we don't have much information about the youth or childhood of most of the people we highlight, but fortunately we do have a snippet of information about Amelia's childhood. We know that her father was a laborer and a builder and worked often, and when Amelia was a child and it was time for her to start school, her mother became ill and needed care and attention. The undertaking was tasked to Amelia, but there was this dilemma of school and learning that would interfere with her being able to be home and also taking care of her mother. Her father Carl decided to go to the parish, who was kind of like the local government, and asked if she could be homeschooled. The parish agreed on the condition that when it came time to take the yearly exams, that Amelia would show up and take the same exams as the other students. Carl agreed, and in his spare time, he helped to school Amelia. Every year, Amelia would take the same exams as the other students and always passed with flying colors, being applauded for her ability to learn. It is unsure the exact date or time, but maybe sometime around 1885 or 1886, Amelia met her future husband, his name was Victor Carl August Johnson. In Sweden, it was normal for couples to delay marriages for economic reasons, while at the same time beginning marriage things. So, for example, Amelia and Victor were officially married on April 23, 1887. But about seven months earlier, Amelia and Carl had their first child. So this was a pretty normal custom at the time, like I said. At the time of their marriage, Amelia was 24 years old and Victor was 21. So Amelia and Victor had 11 children total, but only six of them lived to adulthood. Agnes was the first child born, the one I mentioned before, in 1886. Siegfried followed in 1888, and Niels in 1891. Then John Francisco, of whom I come through, was born in 1892. Then Carl in 1894. Nels was born in 1895. Another Carl in 1897. Kenneth in 1900, Signy in 1902, Sigrid in 1902, and Maria in 1903. Amelia was a very hard-working person. 
In her life, she worked as a maid, as well as working in a china factory. In the late 1880s and early 1890s, Sweden was going maybe a bit of a social and economic reform. People were resenting the Swedish Lutheran state church, as well as the monarchy. Also, there were many tales of economic opportunities elsewhere, specifically in the U.S. and also other countries like Brazil. I'll leave a link in the description to a cool article I found about that if you want to learn more. A culmination of these factors, including the prospect of owning their own land and higher wages, got to Amelia and her husband Victor because, in 1890, they decided that they were going to sell all that they had and move to Brazil. Brazil at the time was in need of tradesmen and were sponsoring workers to immigrate, so Amelia and Victor only needed to pay passage to where the boat was taking off from. So their journey went from Malmo, Sweden, to Copenhagen, to Brenman, then on to Rio de Janeiro, and then on to Santos, which is near Sao Paulo. Then from there, they went inland into a smaller community. Amelia was actually interviewed for a newspaper later in her life and tells a bit about her journey and experience in Brazil. In this, she writes that the boat was full of immigrants, mainly from Germany and Italy, but also from Sweden. On the journey at this time, it was just her, Amelia, and her husband, Victor, and their small son, Siegfried. She also says that the boat ride lasted 21 days and was a slow, dreary, and unpleasant journey. Many people became sick and died. Eventually, they made it to Rio de Janeiro, but they didn't stop there, instead continuing on to Santos, near Sao Paulo. From Santos, they took a day's journey to a small town called Jaho. They fortunately had a translator with them the whole journey. In Jaho, Victor worked as a blacksmith and then was able to find work at a coffee plant where they processed and threshed the coffee beans. The coffee business and trade was taking off in Brazil, so many foreign workers found employment associated in one way or another with coffee. At this work, they provided housing for Amelia and Victor, but the housing in general was poor. It lacked a real roof and had shutters instead of real windows. After about a year of working there, the family moved to Campinas, where Victor was able to find work as a blacksmith, but then they soon moved because the area had an outbreak of yellow fever and they wanted to avoid it. Amelia and Victor moved their family out to the rural countryside, where they lived and worked on a German-owned coffee plantation. Victor again was a smith there. The housing on this estate was also poorly made, with a dirt floor. Amelia writes that animals and insects had free access to the entire house, even mentioning that a snake slithered on through the entire house once. Amelia also writes about a scary storm that passed through this house. There was so much water that they clung onto the walls and the bed to save themselves from being washed away. During this time in Brazil, Amelia gave birth to three children, only one of which survived to adulthood. That one is my ancestor, John Francisco Johnson. One trouble down in the area where they lived were the insects and the flies. The flies would sometimes lay eggs under the skin of people, causing large sores. While my ancestor John was just a baby, he was bitten by one of these flies, and the fly laid its eggs under his skin. Amelia said they screamed for days, and finally Amelia's husband, Victor, heated up a knife and cut open the skin where a large worm the size of his finger crawled out. John started convulsing badly, and they thought he might die, but he luckily survived. Amelia remembers their time in Brazil as not being so happy, probably because of all these discomforts and tragedies that had happened. To top it off, Victor had taken up drinking, and sometimes was kind of insufferable because of this. Amelia recalls that she doesn't think she ever saw Victor sober for the entire time in Brazil. Undoubtedly, this ordeal was probably mentally and emotionally draining for Amelia. 
She remembers one day not feeling so well and running outside where she blacked out and became unconscious. When she came to, her fingers were all bloodied and she had supposedly been clawing at the ground. After these series of events, and although the pay in Brazil was almost quadruple the amount Victor earned back in Sweden, Amelia and Victor decided that it was best that they move back to Sweden. They saved up enough money, and Amelia took herself and the young boys back home to Sweden. Victor continued working for another year, and saved up enough money so that he too could return to Sweden. When Amelia returned back to Sweden, she realized that she needed to provide for her and her young family, so, she went right to work in the porcelain and china factory while her mother-in-law tended the kids, and when Victor returned, he went back to working at his old place of work as a blacksmith. Back in Sweden, there was a bit of a religious boom, and Amelia and Victor found themselves joining the Baptist church, where they became very active. Unfortunately, Victor was still a heavy drinker, and his religious activity became dormant, though Amelia continued attending often. After working hard and saving up, Amelia and Victor moved into a larger home along a lake where they were able to catch a lot of fish. They also had a very prolific garden and raised pigs. When Amelia's boys grew up, each one left the house, immigrating to another country. Siegfried, the oldest, left first and went to Argentina. The rest of the boys went to the United States. Each time they got ready to leave, Amelia and Victor bid them farewell, doubtful that they would ever see them again in this life. Each one, though, except Niels, was able to return at least once to see Amelia again. In 1949, Amelia's son John, my ancestor, was able to return and visit his mother. He took his son, who was my grandpa Aegon, with him. I was able to talk to my grandpa a bit about this experience, and he was able to tell me about Amelia. He told me that they were able to go and visit her for a birthday. They were able to stay for a short while and had a great time. My grandpa was able to meet a lot of family and told me that Amelia was just such a delight. She was very sharp and intelligent and really just a joy to be around. Amelia put up a lot with Victor and his drinking spells. He spent much of their money on alcohol and could be very verbal when he was drunk, which was a lot at the time. When he was in his older years and all the children were older, Victor had a sort of spiritual awakening in his heart. It was a touching moment that sort of helped wake him up. From that moment on, Victor never drank again and attended church regularly. So, from then on, Amelia and Victor's life together had significantly improved. In 1934, Victor passed away, leaving Amelia. She was a very strong and independent woman who cared for herself until around 1952, when she moved into a care home. On June 2, 1954, at the age of 91, Amelia passed away. What a strong woman Amelia was. In all the accounts, she really seemed like a hard, dedicated worker and mother and was someone who was really the support and core of her family. Her lasting legacy stands high today, showing what hard work, sacrifice, and persistence can do for you. Well, I hope you all enjoyed this episode, and I again encourage you all to investigate your own family history and to share the cool things you find. And don't forget to give us a thumbs up and subscribe to us here on YouTube and Apple Podcasts, as well as checking out our new website, exploreyourroots.org, where we post cool stories and history, and also follow all our social media accounts. We'll see you next time.